Yes, this is Dave Hodges, as you heard in the intro, and we do think of ourselves as the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. We're really happy to be with you. We've got a terrific segment coming up with one of my favorite guests, Robert David Steele, formerly of the CIA, and we're going to let him talk about that a little bit, but we're going to get really into current events and some things that Trump could be doing before the midterm election to help in that regard. But we'll get there in just a minute. But first, I have to tell you that Airtime is not free. We've got a couple of sponsors, and it's sponsors that I really feel that benefits our audience. And we don't pick sponsors just for sponsors' sake. Do you think there could be food disruption? Do you think the just-in-time deliveries could ever stop? Well, if the people like George Soros get their way and the Antifa guys can cause enough riots, yeah, that could be a problem. And then you're going to sit around and think, well, gee, I wish I had food. Well, we're going to help you with that. Preparewithdave.com is where to go. Great price, two- and four-week supplements. You can buy them in multiple packets. And by the way, the new laws necessitate this with storable food, and we'll talk about that on another broadcast. But you're going to get the best pricing, the best quality, 25-year shelf life, preparewithdave.com. And where there's food, you got to have water. And you know that your water supplies, for a lot of you, are already compromised. Chromium-6 is in 218 million homes, according to recent research studies that are out. That's not to mention the lead, like we saw in Flint, Michigan, the pharmaceuticals. Well, the Alexa Pure Pro can get this out. It takes out 2,000 chemicals with a rating of 99.999 to infinity. It's fantastic. It's on sale right now. If you act now, you can get it at a greatly reduced price. Go to waterwithdave.com. That's waterwithdave.com. Well, our next guest, Robert David Steele, really needs no introduction. The audience is very familiar with him. He's one of our favorite guests. I keep getting emails that say, when are you going to get uh, Mr. Steele back on? Well, we've got him, and we're going to be talking about some relevant current events. Uh, he has a, a long history with the CIA, a distinguished history with the CIA of outstanding service to his country, and we're really proud to have him here on the Common Sense Show. Mr. Steele, so glad you could join us. Well, please call me Robert, and I'm sure there are people at CIA that would argue about distinguished, but what they cannot argue about is the fact that I had five times the regional recruitment average and the regional intelligence report production average of my peers. Well, I've heard from others that you were the real deal, my friend, and you're being modest, and um, and that's why it's such an honor and a privilege to have you on, but we've just come through the Kavanaugh nomination process and, and let me just give you a personal reaction. I was horrified at the Colorado GOP senator and his wife received, uh, her, her number was obviously doxxed, and she received a beheading video, a threat to her. Uh, Rand Paul's wife came out and said that she sleeps with a loaded gun. And this is a lady who's never been controversial ever before in Rand Paul's political history. Uh, are these people on the left, have they just gone crazy? What's going on? It's, it's an interesting um, question because I don't think the left could have done itself more damage than by by doing this. And when you combine that with these, these fat Antifa people blocking traffic and threatening people, when you combine that with these, these undisciplined fat little mobsters uh, hounding Senator Cruz uh, and his wife when they're trying to have a quiet meal, it's as if the left has imploded. And it's possible that they've simply lost their mind because it's obvious to them that they've lost control of the narrative and that 
George Sotos' money cannot buy mass protests. The summer of violence that Sotos was planning, the 1,087 hashtag resist movements at meetup.com, which everybody should boycott, meetup.com is a seditionist organization that waives fees for anybody approved by the Anti-Defamation League, the Zionist secret police, and meetup.com canceled without notice the $77,000 paid professional program that Cynthia McKinney and I had for hashtag unrigged to support our president. So while it's on my mind, let me call out to people, boycott meetup.com. They're part of Google Gestapo. And so, Dave, I think what happened here is that everyone is starting to realize in something of a panic that on the one hand, Donald Trump is headed toward military tribunals. That's the single most significant part of the Kavanaugh hearings. And we can talk about that a bit more if you want. Everyone's starting to realize we're going toward military tribunals. We're going to release the FISA stuff completely unredacted, which is going to crucify the Obamas and the Clintons, as well as Mueller and others. Uh, And the mainstream media and hashtag Google Gestapo, which is Amazon, Facebook, Google, uh, Meetup, uh, Twitter, and YouTube, They've all been seen for what they are, absolute scum, absolute filth, absolute liars. So America's waking up. The grand awakening has occurred, and the Kavanaugh hearings could only have been exceeded by one other thing, and that's Bill and Hillary Clinton announcing that they're going on a victory tour across America immediately after the midterm elections. Other than adding Nancy Pelosi on her broomstick, it does not get any better for America. Oh, boy. We're both a little bit under the weather here, and when you make me laugh like that, the coughing fit could follow. (laughs) (laughs) No, I know. It's it's going around. It's going around, bronchitis. uh, That's such a great line, a victory tour on a broomstick, and it's absolutely incredible what we're seeing here. Well, you said something to me before we went live that I think bears repeating, Robert, and it had to do with the opposition to Kavanaugh. What was really behind it from the left? It wasn't Roe versus Wade. In your estimation, it was something else. Oh, absolutely. And and one of the most popular items on, on my blog, net, like Phi Beta Kappa, but IOTA for intelligence, net. one of the most popular items in the last 30 days has been a clip that I had pulled out from the Senate hearings where Senator Lindsey Graham, who I believe has been born again and is now an absolute rock-solid member of the Trump team, Senator Lindsey Graham is having an exchange with Judge Kavanaugh, now Justice Kavanaugh, about the difference between the civilian court system and military tribunals. Military tribunals are what you use to, uh, to process civilians guilty of treason. Mm-hmm. We are going toward military tribunals. Guantanamo has been given a facelift. It's now been changed from a, uh, a terrorist holding cell to a Marriott courtyard for VIP elite traders. A Marriott courtyard. So kind of a country. That's how I think of it. Yeah, a country club prison. No, but not, a, not a country club. I'm, I'm, I'm influenced by the fact that one of my favorite people, he's a retired Army colonel who's brought back. Every time we go to war, this colonel is brought back, and he sets up the equivalent of a Marriott courtyard in the desert where he processes high-value prisoners, and he treats them with dignity. They have clean clothes and food, and they sleep. There's none of this this 
oh, it just it, it makes me crazy. I was one of the first people to chase terrorists worldwide in the 1980s, and anybody who talks about waterboarding is a liar or an idiot. Um, waterboarding does not work, and it's absolutely outrageous to me. It actually makes my balls crawl up into my stomach to think about waterboarding and torture because this is what morons do. It doesn't work. When you treat people with dignity and you give them a very clear choice between unlimited wealth, resettlement in any country they want, or a bullet in the head and they get buried tomorrow, it works. You don't have to torture people. And there are also lots and lots of medical alternatives for getting people to speak the truth whether they want to or not. So I just it makes me crazy to to see all of these people posturing including Robert Gates and uh, Jose Rodriguez and Dick Cheney, posturing about waterboarding. Anybody who says waterboarding works is a bullshit artist, and if they've actually participated in waterboarding, they should lose their U.S. citizenship and be sent to jail for life. Yeah, I know that was uh, kind of all the rage during the Bush administration with some of his uh, people, but uh, one of the things that you said that I really uh, am wondering about is about the release of the FISA documents and we have discussed this yes. before, and I know that uh, President Trump is not getting a lot of cooperation on that front, getting unredacted FISA releases. Well, where's that? At? I, I, I strongly, I strongly suspect that Mr. Rosenstein is now a full participating member of the Trump team. I agree. They had a come to Jesus meeting. Uh, they had a come to Jesus meeting on Air Force One, and I believe that between Senator Lindsey Graham, who, who. If Senator Graham does not become the chairman of the Judiciary Committee the next go-round, he may become the next attorney general. Um, I think Lindsey Graham has made a clear-cut deal, and the, the everyone will remember that Lindsey Graham used to be the mini-me for John McCain, who yes. I've always considered an American traitor. John McCain was put to death. He's gone. Lindsey Graham has made the deal, and I think Lindsey Graham has more than earned his way in a born-again fashion in the last several weeks. Um, and I am so very pleased to see Senator Graham being so important to the president. What he did during the Kavanaugh hearings, not only in talking about military tribunals, but in lambasting the sleazy Democrats for their misbehavior. And by the way, let me say, and a lot of people push back on this, I have to tell you I don't think Senator Feinstein leaked the memo. I think it was leaked by Deborah Katz at the order of Chuck Schumer. And I believe that Deborah Katz should eventually, after being investigated and found guilty, if she is found guilty, we presume innocence, she should lose her law license. She not only leaked the memo, in my view, she also withheld from her client all of the privacy options that the, um, that the majority uh, chairman offered her to include secret meetings with the committee in California. So from where I sit, the loser in all of this is going to be Deborah Katz and Chuck Schumer. That's really interesting. Uh, Katz, as we know, was uh, the attorney for Dr. Ford uh, initially, correct? Yes. Yes. Yes, and, and Katz is Hillary Clinton's, uh, I love this phrase, Katz is Hillary Clinton's lover, lawyer, and fundraiser. I like how you never. We can explore that if you want. Well, I, I, I like I like how you don't ever mix words, Robert. That's <laughs> that's really good. Um, well, when I say when I say when I say shit when I say that Katz is Hillary Clinton's lover, I'm not saying 
that Katz has slept with Hillary Clinton. I'm saying she loves Hillary Clinton. Now, if we were to get into a courtroom and have legal discovery, we could ask Katz, have you ever kissed Hillary Clinton? Have you ever fondled Hillary Clinton? We could go some interesting places. Okay, but I, I think in the interest of keeping our appetites intact, I don't know that I really want to go there. Um, <laughs> um, well, you know, i got to tell you, when I look at the disgusting ways in which Judge Kavanaugh was attacked, I think it's time for a counterattack. And the single best, most ethical counterattack we can have is if every single red-blooded American goes to the polls this November. That's, that's how we pay them back for that mistreatment. I have uh, been echoing that sentiment since this whole nomination process started. Uh, I just look at this here, and I get tongue-tied when I look at the lack of civility from people who hold high positions in our government. I'm stunned. I mean, you look at Patrick Leahy. First of all, i got to say this. I watched his questioning of Kavanaugh, and if the man was sober, then I've never had a drink. I mean, the man looked like he was two sheets to the wind. He talked like he was two sheets to the wind. I mean, is that an accurate assessment? Was this guy drunk on national TV well, while this was going one on? Well, one of the things, I'll tell you, one of the things that I'm starting to notice, because there's, there's a lot of folks that are concerned about dementia and Alzheimer's among our, our senior leaders on both sides of the aisle, Republican and Democratic. And I have to say, I think Senator Collins elevated herself to presidential stature. Yeah, I agree. With the speech that she gave. Absolutely. I had tears in my eyes as I looked at, as, as I watched that speech. But I also noticed that her face is shaking. And one of the things that causes me real concern is we're at a very delicate time in American history, and some of the very best leaders now are starting to lose some of their mental faculties. Now, I have good news for your listeners. One of the wonderful things about being me is that people are constantly approaching me with new information. And I've just heard from a guy who is extraordinarily respected in the medical research community that is not the CDC vaccine monsters. He tells me that we can now wipe out 60 to 70 percent of dementia associated with Alzheimer's using ketones. And he and I are having a meeting on the 15th of October. And I'm saying this because I think that people like Susan Collins and our own president who are reaching their 70s and, and we want them to be with us for another 10 years, there are now ways for them to basically push back on all of these symptoms that have caused others to fall by the wayside. I'm saying this because I know there are people talking about it, and I want to be really, really positive here. President Trump has two full terms in him, and if I had my wish, he would have three. If I had my wish, he would <laughs> be like the Chinese premier, premier and serve for life. And I, and I know that's against our traditions. But, well, I, I, but, Dave, but, I've actually written an article. Uh, I've written an article by that title, Xi, Putin, and Trump for life. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Well, I, I have to tell you that I, I worry when Trump vacates the Oval Office because I'm sorry, Robert, I don't trust Pence. I have never trusted Pence. And I don't see it. I, I, don't, I don't trust Pence either. Pence will not be president, and neither will Nikki Haley. I mean, Nikki Haley's a high school graduate, among other things. Um, and I don't, I don't see Pence being viable. And there's also there's, – there's still a number of investigations going on with respect to Pence, including the fact that he had a private email server just like Hillary Clinton's. Um, I believe Pence will be lucky 
to finish this term with Trump. And I pray that Trump will have a woman as vice president in the 2020 uh, campaign, and ideally a woman of color. There's a lot of healing that needs to go on uh, yes. in this country. And I believe that after our president is triumphant in his first term, he needs to use his second term not only to do the healing, but to set the stage for an independent president with a coalition cabinet in 2024. I think that's a very, very good point. Um, what do you think about, and I don't want to go too far down this road, but I wonder what you thought about the possibility of Rand Paul as a successor to Donald Trump. I would support Rand Paul, but I've been very troubled by the inability of Rand Paul's staff to be properly broad. Uh, I met with Rand Paul's political directory uh, director, and we talked about Rand Paul sponsoring the Election Reform Act, which would have instantly elevated Rand Paul to co-equal with the president. And I don't think they actually briefed Rand Paul on the fact that Cynthia McKinney and I approached him first. So Rand Paul right now is being held back by his staff, and that troubles me greatly. So do you think his staff is infiltrated like Deep State is with Donald Trump? Um, I, I am less inclined to say that. I'm more inclined to say his staff is just a dumbass old legacy staff that doesn't think new thoughts. Um, you know, the, the political landscape in America is very clear. The Democrats control 17% of the voters. The Republicans control 13% of the voters. The Libertarians, Greens, and Active Independents are the other 20%. That's 50% of the voters. 50% of the voters have dropped out completely. It does not take a lot of brain power to understand that for President Trump to be the greatest president ever, he has got to create a movement of what Cynthia McKinney and I call people, not parties. Trump has to bring all voters back to the polls, and he has to make it possible for the Greens, the Libertarians, the Working Families, Justice, uh, Constitution Party. I love Virgil Good. Uh, it, he has to make it possible for everybody to have a fair shake toward getting into Congress. We have to break the backs of the two-party tyranny, and we have to eliminate the influence of Zionism and Saudi Arabianism on our Congress so that we can do evidence-based governance. Now, if Rand Paul's staff doesn't understand how that would make Rand Paul the go-to guy for 2020, then he ought to fire them all. I think there's a lot of people that need to be fired, which leads me into this avenue, and I want to get your take on this. I agree with you that Rosenstein's been flipped. They met. Allegedly, Trump was going to fire him uh, three days later, and he says, now I don't want to fire him. And clearly, he's flipped. What about Sessions? Where does he fit into all this? I have nothing but good regard for Sessions, with one exception, and that's on marijuana. Sessions was the first man to stand up and be with Trump and for Trump, and he's the man that opened the door for America to see that Trump could win. Now, I wrote the first article, Countercoup, How Trump Can Win. It was published in Counterpunch in August of 2015, and I went on to write the 30, um, 30 pieces of the Trump Revolution series. I believe that Jeff Sessions made a mistake in recusing himself, but I also believe that Jeff Sessions and Donald Trump are playing the public and the press and that their relationship is much stronger than people realize. 
Um, I don't know what's going to happen with Jeff Sessions. I wish he would get over his problem with marijuana because the number one demand from all people under the age of 40 across the United States of America is, would you please legalize marijuana and get out of our way? This is a non-negotiable position going into 2020. So Sessions should, in my view, be legalizing marijuana and getting the federal government out of the marijuana business. In fact, he should be a champion for states' rights. That's something I think he could really do a lot more with. Well, he's been sitting idly by, and maybe not so idly, but publicly he's been idle. And here's what bothers me, and I've asked you this before, and I'm wondering now if you have a the same perspective as you did before that we could be getting close to the tribunals. Comey outed Hillary Clinton for 33,000 emails. There's no hiding what she did. It's prima facie evidence. Why didn't Sessions seize right. the opportunity and go at her for that crime and that crime alone that's easily to prove? Dave, the easiest way for me to answer that is to say that I'm not Donald Trump and I'm not Jeff Sessions okay. and I don't know what they know. From but, but, but let me tell you, from where I sit, I don't know if there are actually 50,000 sealed indictments or not. But knowing what I know about what it takes to get to an indictment, to include a grand jury and investigation and, and presentation of evidence and so on, if there are 50,000 sealed indictments, Jeff Sessions, Jefferson Sessions has not slept a wink since this administration took office. He's been busy. And I, for one, would, would never question the degree to which he has been working on behalf of, of President Trump behind the scenes. And in fact, President Trump likes for his cabinet members to be relatively invisible to the public. Um, so my bottom line on Jefferson Sessions is he was instrumental to Donald Trump's becoming uh, president, as was Melania Trump. She passed the smell test with America. She's one of the most elegant first ladies we've ever had in history, if not the most elegant first lady. In fact, now let me say it. I think she is the most elegant first lady we've ever had in history, surpassing Jackie uh, Kennedy. Um, so my bottom line is Sessions deserves every possible consideration going forward. Um, but if and when the time comes to replace him, I'd say guys like Judge Napolitano and uh, Lindsey Graham, who I'd rather keep in the Senate, uh, are all well qualified. Okay. I, um, I, the jury's still out on that, and I, I've been impatient with Jeff Sessions because, mm -hmm. to me, it looks like he's done nothing when I think he could have already fired some shots across the bow. Do you think that Trump is taking the approach that we're going to go after these uh, dastardly people all at once? And this is maybe why Sessions has I, been sitting on his hands? I don't think he's been sitting on his hands because everything – Everything I'm reading, and I sent you right before we, we got together, I sent you Wayne Jett's latest, right. which will come out tomorrow at Phi Beta Iota. All indications are that October will be a bloodbath. All indications are that in the time between now and the November election, we're going to see the announcement of a gold-backed dollar or a precious metals-backed dollar. We're going to see the announcement that the president has successfully taken back 15 to $20 trillion from the banks. We may see the announcement. This is still under development, and I'm fortunate to be a party of it. We may see the announcement that the president has finally connected with all of the people. One of the, one of the things people don't realize is that one-third of banking wealth today is simply made up. They just pretend they've got a billion dollars. Sure. Uh, the owner of a bank says, here's a billion dollars. Okay. 
one-third of banking wealth is stolen assets, what the bankers call abandoned assets. What they really mean is they've stolen those assets from people who have then been pushed back by a legal system where judges and prosecutors in the United States are getting percentages for stripping people of their wealth, okay? I mean, one of the things I would love to help the president do is go after every judge and prosecutor in the United States of America who has taken a percentage bribe on all of the foreclosures that have occurred across this country, on all of the elderly people that have been turned into wards of the state and often been drugged in order to turn them into wards of the state so that their modest estates could be stripped from them. And the judges and the prosecutors and the sheriffs that are doing the foreclosures are getting a cut. It's time to put a stop to that, which is why I am furious with the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the theatrical agency founded by a pedophile. Now, I agree with that. That's well, well documented. So what does Trump have to do to bring the FBI under his umbrella of control? That's a good question. And I think part of, the, part of what he has to do is literally clean out the entire U.S. government, which has a number of stovepipes. For example, let's take the CIA and the, and the FBI. Each of those agencies has multiple chains of command of their normal bureaucratic chain of command. Then they have a Knights of Malta chain of command. They have a pedophile chain of command. They have an Opus Dei chain of command. They have a Zionist chain of command, okay, which a lot of the Jews don't realize that they're working for a fascist, apartheid, genocidal state, okay? Put me on the boycott Israel. I, I want Israel slammed shut and the state of Palestine restored, and I want no more U.S. taxpayers' uh, dollars spent on giving Israel 200 nuclear weapons. This is insane. Um, so bottom line is each of these agents has multiple stovepipes, multiple chains of command. And as a result, there's no justice to be found at the FBI, and there's no intelligence to be found at the CIA. They're literally bureaucracies going through the motions of budget building. So Trump has to clean house. Once he's cleaned house, he then needs to – I've actually thought about tripling the FBI budget uh, at the same time that I cut the secret intelligence budget by 70 percent. Um, we have 18,000 police jurisdictions across this country, all of which are ignoring the issues of judicial corruption and pedophilia, and those are the two big ones for me. Well, I agree with the pedophilia, and, and in fact, you may have seen this um... – in Michigan, hats off to the federal marshals who rescued 123 children recently. And uh, we're seeing more and more I of this. I love that. Were they, what, kind, what was the nature of the children, the 123 children? They were being trafficked. Were they immigrant children? Were they? they didn't specify that yes, in but their where, where was their what was their provenance? Okay, because we actually have lowlifes in the United States of America who breed children as a cash crop. They have babies in order to sell them. And one of the most disturbing things that I've seen as chief counsel for the Judicial Commission of Inquiry into Human Trafficking and Child Sex Abuse is that the pedophiles are migrating down toward toddlers who cannot bear witness. Um, interesting you'd say that. They did not list the ages as of yet, and they did not list any country of origin. They just said that the shipment mm -hmm. of these children was uh, interdicted, and mm -hmm. the children were rescued, 123. Mm -hmm. And it was part of well, that. Well, that's all well and good. 
that's all well and good, David, but let me point out to you that the U.S. military and the U.S. military contractors, including Dynacor and the Central Intelligence Agency, are all in the child trafficking business. We're bringing them in by the plane load, and that's not being stopped. One of the problems we have is that military aircraft have special identification numbers, and they basically are a customs-free zone. Um, explain a little bit more of that. I, I, I kind of lost the line there. The, the, the bottom line is that you can ship as many drugs into the United States as you want as long as they come in aboard a military aircraft. One of, the, one, of the, uh, one of my Marine Corps colonels was assassinated at El Toro because he discovered that the commandant of the Marine Corps, Al Gray at the time, was allowing El Toro Air Force Base to be used as a CIA drug smuggling conduit, and contractors were flying in plane loads of drugs to El Toro Marine Corps Air Base. And this guy was about to blow the whistle. He was killed by uh, uh, several uh, counterterrorism Marines that were flown in to El Toro uh, by helicopter from Camp Pendleton, and they assassinated uh, the colonel. Uh, so we're, there's, there's just so much cleaning up we have to do in, in our government. Uh, and I would like to also point out to people that even though the deep state is the enemy and the one percent are the enemy, they would not be getting away with what they're getting away with if we did not have a shadow government that was enabling it, if we did not have a two-party tyranny that was completely complicit in all of these high crimes and misdemeanors against the public. I agree. I totally agree with that. We're going to explore that here in just a moment. We're talking to Robert David Steele, formerly of the CIA, and this next segment is brought to you by CheapCableTV.com, the best TV channels you know, Discovery, ESPN, the popular ones, thousands of movies, sporting events, $30 a month. Are you paying more than $30 a month? If you are, you need to go to CheapCableTV.com. Also, I want to tell you about Trade Genius Academy. You've heard me talk about them. Record profits in the market. Thank you, Donald Trump. Record profits in Trade Genius. People are making money hand over fist. You can be a part of this, too. Find out more by going to TradeLikeAGenius.com. TradeLikeAGenius.com. Com. Well, we are talking to Robert David Steele. And, and Robert, I, I want to just shift gears just for a second. We can come back to this. But one of the things that really concerns me is the fact that the voter fraud that could take place in October, excuse me, November, this coming election for the midterms, right. uh, could tip the balance. And we had Drudge already come out a couple of weeks ago and project 60 seats lost in the House to the Democrats. What, what's, your, what's your view on this? Well, one of, the, one of the reasons that the President's Election Commission failed was because it focused only on voter fraud and it did not go immediately to paper ballots counted publicly on site. Uh, had the President been properly advised by Cynthia McKinney and myself and others who have spent years studying election uh, fraud, he would have understood that the one thing he needed to do for, for, for the election this year is to mandate paper ballots counted publicly on site. That's one of 12 election reforms. There are 11 others, including instant runoffs and, and, and so forth. Um, the bottom line here is I think that because of Hillary Clinton's success in stealing 13 primaries from Bernie Sanders, Donald Trump won because we were able to stop that. And I believe that election fraud will be stopped this year as well. In fact, I'm projecting that we will hold the House 
and perhaps have a slight increase in the house. Oh, and that was music to my ears. But a lot of people are still projecting the blue wave. I don't see how. One of the things that I finish a lot of podcasts with, Robert, when I do them, is I point out the chicanery of the left. I talk about Feinstein, Schumer, and so forth. And at the end, I say, how is you, as a Democrat, who's a good person, you're raising your family, you're going to work, how could you support this kind of lawlessness? I don't get it, Robert, except for the extremists and the mentally ill. Who could ever vote for a Democrat? Well, you know, you could also say who could ever vote for Dick Cheney. Um, so yeah, but, fair's but fair. That, that was what the, we that have was here. Then, though, Robert, that was then, and I agree with you. But this is now. And right now, the culprits that are out in front of us, the anti-constitutionalists, the people who are against our traditions, our culture, and it looks like they're working to bring America down, they reside in the Democratic Party, and they answer to the deep state. Well, one of the, one of the problems is that once people get their minds set, um, they, they see everything in their, their rose-colored glasses. And, and I've met a number of Democrats that they, they literally start drooling, and their eyes bug out when they talk about Donald Trump. Uh, they just do not get it. Um, I think what really matters here, and I, I come back to why I'm so frustrated that, that I can't get Trump to pay attention to election reform. I mean, there are two or three things he could do to, to absolutely sweep the tables in, in November. But one of the things that he could do is recognize the fact that 50% of the eligible voters do not vote because they know that the system is rigged. He said it himself. The system is rigged. I've been waiting for Donald Trump to unrig the system, and I know how to do that. But he's not doing it. He's letting the GOP um, – I'm trying to think of a proper term that's polite on the air. He's letting the GOP steamroll him. He cannot hang his hat on the GOP. He obviously should work very hard to get Republicans elected, and he should work very hard to displace Democrats. But he will not be the greatest president ever until we have one-third of our Congress that is neither Democratic nor Republican. One-third of our Congress must be independent, libertarian, green, constitution, reform, justice, working families. Until we reach that moment, Donald Trump will have failed. I think that's really blunt. Um, what's preventing him in your estimation? <laughs> I'll probably never be invited to the White House. But I love Donald Trump. I want to see him succeed. And my role is to speak truth to power. Everybody else is either sucking up to him or stealing memos off his desk or stabbing him in the back, which is, is where Pence is. Okay. Uh, uh, we're, we're right there together. I agree with you. Uh, Pence is bad news, but I, I, I think there's a lot of bad news surrounding this president. Let's take Nikki Haley. What's behind Nikki Haley being 86 out of her U.N. position? I don't think – I don't – I'm not ready to say she was fired. Uh, there is an investigation going on to her accepting seven free jet flights. And, and yeah. frankly, I, I find that insane, Okay. If I'm a very busy official and a billionaire offers me a use of their private jet to make the most of my valuable time, there ought to be a legal way to do that. So this whole concept of, of, of uh, being critical of people who take rides from billionaires, I think this is just nonsense. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know where she's at. 
there are people that say that she has ambitions. I personally do not think she is viable as a presidential candidate. Anybody who is stupid enough to say that al-Qaeda did 9-11 does not have a brain. That includes Tulsi Gabbard, who is otherwise a very distinguished uh, first-term congresswoman uh, from Hawaii. Um, I mean, I think of Nikki Haley as a bimbo. Uh, and putting in Dina Powell would be like bimbo times two. Uh, Dina Powell is nothing more than a Goldman Sachs confetti front, um, and she's got absolutely nothing of substance to offer. Now, a serious candidate for the United Nations, which would be an absolute masterstroke on the part of the president, would be someone who is black, a woman, a Democrat, with prior experience as an ambassador, Wait for it, Carol Mosley Braun. In my judgment, the United Nations position is a throwaway position. It isn't actually that significant. You're dealing with the dregs of humanity. These are the people who represent the globalist structure. All you need is a babysitter at the U.N. But imagine if Donald Trump were to have the gravitas to immediately nominate as a recess appointment Carol Mosley Braun as a healing appointment in relation to blacks, to women, and to the Democratic Party. I think it's a masterstroke in terms of the optics. Is she even under consideration as far as you know? No, not as far as I know, but I've done my best to get word to the president through the five people I know that talk to him every once in a while. I, I yeah, the Braun... Um, woman I, i've heard good things about do you think she could be bipartisan in other words not serve party interests over uh serving the president the the short answer to that is absolutely yes the the longer answer is it doesn't really matter this is about the optics going into the midterms okay she's one of three major initiatives that i would recommend to the president uh, for announcement prior to the november election okay let's get into the those. president is what are not, those what are those three robert okay Let's get into those. Three All right. Well, number one is number one is Carol Mosley Braun, and we need more black people in the White House. Okay? okay. Right now, the White House is a white boys' club, a privileged white boys' club. That's got to change. Uh, the president simply is not serious about diversity, and he needs to be. And part of the reason he's not serious about diversity is because the office of presidential personnel was hijacked. Uh, and has never been that responsive to Donald Trump. It's been more focused on putting in Republican uh, uh, establishment people. So number one is Carol Mosley LeBron and a commitment to put more people of color into the White House where they can be visible. All right, that's number one. Right. Number two, I published at phibetaiota.net a very important post from Dr. Randy Short. He's a he's a man of color, a historian. Um, a really brilliant mind, he's pointed out that we still have political prisoners in America. They're called Black Panthers. And he has provided a list of seven names of Black Panthers, black males, who are in jail today in the United States of America for life as political prisoners. And Dr. Short has said, and Dr. Cynthia McKinney, who has a Ph.D., has also confirmed that the black community would regard 12 pardons by the president of Black Panthers between now and Election Day as a major, major factor 
for the black male population to consider going forward. And if you add to that the stuff he's doing with Kyle West and others, the initiatives he's got going for the inner cities and so forth, again, this is the optics. You, you, you reach out to black women through Carol Mosley Braun. You reach out to black men through pardons of the Black Panthers, which are long overdue. So those are my two, two big ones. The third, well, actually there's four. The third one is hashtag unrig. The president has got to go public before Election Day and commit to hashtag unrig the Election Reform Act in 2019 and time for 2020, and he has to commit to the independents, the Greens, the Libertarians, and others. He has to commit that not only will their vote count, but he will work hard to get 20% of Congress or more in 2020 to be not Republican and not Democratic. That's a big one. And then the, the fourth one is throw the press out of the White House uh, and repurpose that real estate into a Trump studio where he does the daily fireside chat with the public, and he also has all the assistant secretaries and others come in and do seven-minute uh, videos. And over time, we create a matrix in which the public can literally dial in and understand any aspect of the U.S. government with a seven-minute video. And at the same time, we create a truth channel. And by the way, this presidential alert system is a two-way system. This presidential alert system can hijack your phone. It can take over the E911 chip, which means that in theory, the president can poll where every phone is. But the more benign use of it is the president can send out a, a poll using the presidential alert system to 200 million Americans and get back 200 million answers for everyone who chooses to participate. That goes into a presidential dashboard. There isn't a senator or congressman on the planet that can stand up to the president saying, here, I've got 150 million Americans that agree with me. My goodness, so you, you've given this some thought. Is this your brainchild to have the TV room? Yes, yes. In fact, I've, that was the memo that got read by 4 million Americans, uh, my memorandum to the president. And um, 4 million Americans, and we even had a White House poll, but this was under Rents Priebus, who I consider to be a traitor. Uh, Rents Priebus refused to deliver to the president my Christmas memorandum to the president, which has been seen by 4 million people. And um, Rents Priebus was controlling the White House polling, and we had a poll for hashtag on rig. We actually have screenshots of our poll getting 100 votes and then losing 50 votes every four seconds. That's incredible. That is an incredible setup and what a great idea. So much more effective than Twitter. Of course. I mean, Twitter is screwing the president. I mean, really, uh, to use the president's term, Twitter is schlonging the president, okay? They've cut him back to 40% of his previous reach. Uh, they are drastically reducing the number of retweets. Uh, I mean, the president needs to abandon Twitter. The problem is Gab and others are not uh, a, a suitable alternative. So I have two billionaires that have approached me. I have not seen their money yet. And I will make no commitments and no promises until I actually have money in the bank that I can control. But I know how to create a truth channel for, for the president that includes not only a free email for every citizen that is certified by the U.S. Postal Service so that your email certifies that you're a passport-bearing U.S. citizen, you're a legitimate U.S. citizen, 
you're a registered voter in the 11th District of Virginia or whatever, the U.S. Postal Service has a magnificent role to play as an arbiter of a town hall that is completely open and cannot be censored, which is what is happening now, of course, with Facebook and Google and, and uh, Meetup and uh, Twitter and Amazon and, uh, and YouTube. So we have this vision of using the Postal Service as our front, as an authenticator. They're not capable of building this, but we can build it for them. And we can also make it a mesh network because the Postal Service has offices in every neighborhood. So there's actually some very clever stuff you can do that allows us to move toward eliminating cell towers and completely pushing back on 5G technology, which should not be allowed to happen. So you're on board with the 5G critics? Let's say it's going to dramatically. Oh, absolutely. Okay, okay. I'm, a, I'm against 5G. I'm against geoengineering. I'm against GMO. I'm against sucking water up for Nestle and Coca-Cola. Uh, I want to put the Koch brothers into Guantanamo. Uh, <laughs> there's a whole bunch of stuff I'm for. I think their name is Coke, <laughs> oh, Coke but I, I, I understand the reference. No, it's probably um. pronounced Koch. <laughs> okay. This is a family show. Um let me let me ask yes, you. Yes, I'm pronouncing it as, as you spell it. <laughs> K O C H. <laughs> We're going to have to spend an abbreviated time on this question if you want to go here at all, and I understand if you don't. But one of the things that concerns one of the things that concerns me, Robert, and we got about uh, four minutes left in the broadcast. But one of the things that concerns me is I think that the blue wave, the Democrats, know. They're going to get their lunch handed to them in November, all things being equal. And, Maybe. And, and Maybe. I, we have I, to. Yeah, I, no, we I, have I know. To I, not. I, I know. We, we have to get the vote out. I, I hear what you're saying. Don't be overconfident, Dave. Right. But let's assume that they've drawn that right. conclusion. Are we looking at widespread terrorism, false flag events between now and Election Day? Or will no. That, will that come after? No. In fact, let me give you a curveball, which you may not expect. I believe the president has stopped the false flag events that the Federal Emergency Management Agency has been doing. I don't know if you've noticed this, but we haven't had any false flag events. The, the last one was done by Debbie Wasserman Schultz and the Chabot Jews down in Florida, uh, the Parkland School. Okay, Since the Parkland School, we have not had any false flag events in the United States of America. And I am hopeful that the president is going to put a stop to this propagandizing of Americans with false flag events, with fake deaths, which are intended to not only pursue the anti-gun agenda, but justify a police state with mass surveillance and unlimited search and seizure powers. We need to get a grip back on community law enforcement. We need to put law enforcement back in the service of the public. And nothing I say is contradictory to the president's uh, well said, praise for law enforcement from his recent speech. Um, I think what we're going to see is, a, as we've just seen in Portland, a bunch of stupid fat kids blocking traffic. And what we need to do is we need to create essentially kind and gentle slot teams that can swoop in, put a bag over their head, handcuff them, and take them to the nearest soup kitchen and tell them, if we see you on the streets again, we're just going to keep on doing this. Eventually, these morons will get the message. Um, I had a conversation with someone from DHS, and I know he was DHS because brought to me by a known third party. 
And there are some good people in DHS. I know largely it's a compromised Absolutely. agency. Absolutely. 90, 90% of them. 90% but, of them. Easily. Good but, people. But, but there are some compromised people that lead the uh, department astray. But one of the things he told me in the conversation was uh, they're really concerned about Antifa and what they're doing in terms of what I label the belt buckle strategy, that uh, they're going to dress up like protesters, pro-Trump people, mix in the crowd on a predetermined signal, all hell's going to break loose. Have you heard anything about this? Uh, no, but, you know, I've got, I've got two attitudes about that. I mean, number one, there's really no law against beating the shit out of people like that when you find them in your midst. Nobody is going to take you to court for that. Uh, number two, they're generally not going to be armed. Number three, and this is the real problem I have, if you go back to the riots at Berkeley, the riots at Berkeley happened because the chief of police and the president of Berkeley wanted them to happen. Had I been the scene commander, I would have put 100 men on that crowd, and every person dressed in black would have been in handcuffs and on their way to a jail cell in 15 minutes. Okay. So part of the problem that we have is not these Antifa people as much as the mayors and chiefs of police who have been put in place by the Democrats and some Republicans. There are a lot of Republicans that want Donald Trump to fail. This is why I think he needs to immunize himself with hashtag unrig the Election Reform Act. That's what makes him president of all of the people. That's what allows him to have a Congress that makes evidence-based decisions where he is not held hostage by the GOP. Now, I give Mitch McConnell high marks for getting the Kavanaugh confirmation through. But the reality is the president is only as strong as his ability to move legislation through Congress. And he is not going to be very strong in the next term unless he is able to either own both houses or, much better, have a third of Congress be Greens and Libertarians and Independents, and let's start running this country for all of the people, not just for the single slice that happens to be in vogue that day. I spent some time in the Constitution Party, and that's some music to my ears. And uh, uh, yeah, Virgil yeah, Good is a good man. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I agree, and I've done some work with the Libertarians, um, and they've helped me. Uh, well, let me. Dave, let me tell you, if I run for president in 2024, which is highly unlikely, the odds of my winning are 200 to 1. Where have we heard that before? Uh, <laughs> that, those were the odds for Donald Trump. I winning. know, I know. Um, if, I were, if I were to run for president, I would have a black female vice president, or I would be the white boy supporting a black female president. But we would have a coalition cabinet, a balanced budget, a commitment to end the federal income tax, um, and where was I going with this? Oh, my God. I've lost my train of thought. Um, what were we, oh, uh, what were we talking about right before this? You lost me. Antifa? And, and you know what? Yeah, it's gonna sorry. Ha- it's, it's going to have to remain a mystery, and you know why? We're out of time. This is incredible. Hey, listen. What a sad way. What a sad way to end. No, 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 no. We're going to end on a high note here, though. I wanted to give you about 30 seconds here, uh, and you can tell people how they can follow your good work. Well, I think I'll, I'll abbreviate that. You can just look up Robert David Steele online, and you'll get right to me. Let me end by saying that I want the Republican Party to sweep the table in November. But in order for them to do that, the president must come out, respect black women, black men, and all of the voters who hate the two-party tyranny. And he does that with hashtag unrigged, the Election Reform Act. 
It's good stuff. Very good stuff. Robert, always a pleasure to have you on, my friend. I look forward to having you back again. It's an honor, Dave, to be on your show. God bless. Bye-bye.